0: This week, we're getting into a major event in hip-hop history. Twenty-two years after the beginning of hip-hop, we get the second annual Source Awards. Started by a pair of white Harvard rap nerds in Boston in 1988, the Source magazine was the most widely read hip-hop magazine by the early 90s with its new stand dominance, came the idea for a natural brand extension. In 1991, the source began handing out trophies on a special episode of Yo! MTV Raps, and three years later came a full-fledged production, complete with a stage show at Madison Square Garden's Paramount Theater the inaugural event in which Onyx rapper Sticky Fingers shooting in the air mid performance riddling the ceiling with bullets the next year the source returned to that very same theater except the climate in hip hop had changed dramatically Tupac had been shot and was doing a bit in jail Bad Boy was the hottest new label in music and beneath it all an east coast west coast beef had been brewing all throughout the 80s and 90s the hip-hop market was primarily dominated by the East and West Coast, with LA and New York artists receiving most of the attention. In the 80s, cities down south began to pop up on the hip-hop map, with artists like the Ghetto Boys out of Houston being the first from the South to gain widespread popularity, as well as two live crew from Florida and rising rap groups such as UGK and 8 Ball and MJG from Port Arthur, Texas and Tennessee, respectively. By the 90s, Atlanta had become a go-to for Southern hip-hop, with OutKast being the first Southern artist to sell albums like the major acts from LA and New York. When the 1995 Source Awards rolled around, Dre and Big were riding high off a Southern playlist Playalistic Cadillac music which dropped on April 26, 1994. At the time of its release, both men were only 18. Their undeniable skill set landed them their first record. Driven by the strength of their classic single, Play is Ball, they caught the eye of Puff who would go on to direct its music video. By the second annual show, the Source Awards were already gaining both notoriety and acclaim from the hip-hop community. For that reason, young artists like Outcast held the Source Awards in high esteem. Much in the way unsigned hype and mic ratings from the Source magazine had become the benchmark for years to come. But when the group was honored with the Best New Rap Group award at the 95 show in the middle of an ongoing West Coast, East Coast rivalry, the crowd proceeded to boo them. Three Stacks wasn't having it, saying,
1: But it's like this though. I'm tired of folks, you know
2: what I'm saying? them closed-minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape, and don't nobody want to hear, but it's like this, the South got something to say, that's all I got to say.
0: These six words, the South got something to say, changed the mindsets of those in Atlanta and the South forever, putting the fuel in their tank to achieve their goals and become the hip-hop powerhouse they are today. Many artists today named this moment as a pivotal point in their upbringing when they figured out they could really make it and put the South on the map in a major way. This wasn't the only major event to happen that night. Many artists, producers, and label owners from the East and West Coast got screen time, and seemingly all of them had something to say. The East and West Coast rivalry existed long before 1995, but the 95 award show brought it right to the TV screen. Shook took some unforgettable shots at Puff, chastising the Bad boy CEO in front of the entire crowd.
1: And one other thing I'd like to say, any artist out there want to be an artist and want to stay a star, don't want to, don't want to have to worry about the executive producer trying to be all in the videos, all on the record.
0: It was a direct reference to Combs appearing in the artist videos and ad-libbing on their songs. With the ceremony being held in New York, the audience booed the Death Row Records CEO. Shug's remarks that night revved up a deadly battle and weren't the only blows from the West in front of an all New York crowd. Upon announcing Dre's name as the winner for producer of the year, the presenter can't help but acknowledge the elephant in the room, saying, "Uh uh-oh. We're going to have some trouble here." A young Dre was all smiles as he took to the stage with Exuberance, swiftly joined by his partner in crime and protege, Snoop. Yet where Dre's body language appeared at ease, Snoop was left pacing and spurred on by a lingering booze. Snoop would seize the mic saying,
1: Wait, 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 wait. The East Coast don't love Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. The East Coast ain't got no love for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and Death row? Y'all don't love us?
0: Well, let it be known then, we'll, we know y'all East Coast. We these two moments would go on as staples in the culture, being referenced time and time again over the years. But this night and the next few years would really send the beef to another level. Again, these were not the only moments of contention for the evening. Naturally, Puff was not about to take the slight laying down, as he issued an onstage retort of his own.
1: I'm the executive producer
2: that our comment was made about a little bit earlier. But con- check this out contrary to what other people may feel, I would like to say. That I'm very proud of Dr. Dre, of Death Row, and Shook Knight for their accomplishments. You know what I'm saying? I'm a positive black man, and I make bu- music to bring us together, not to separate us, and all this East and West that needs to stop. So give it up for
0: everybody from the East and the West that won tonight. Puff would go on to make a strong statement at the ending of the Bad Boys' performance, saying, I live in the East, and I'm going to die in the East. But the But the beef was further cemented. And although Tupac wasn't in attendance at the 95 show, his rivalry with Biggie would go on both to a sad and deadly end. The events of that night reverberated through hip-hop for years to come. The East and West Coast beef ballooned into something deadly with the murders of Tupac and Biggie. Rap's balance of power started to shift south of the Mason-Dixon line. We're going to take a short ad break here and get right back to the show. Thank you for listening to that ad now back to the show the source itself became an even bigger powerhouse with even more award shows but unfortunately this wouldn't live long with digital media taking over in the 2010s the print media these hip-hop staples were eventually would dry up with less and less consumers buying the monthly prints wild as it is the 95 source awards would be celebrated as an iconic moment in hip-hop history in which tensions and talents coalesced to a magnificent degree with performances from the entire death row roster dj quick Bone Thugs and Harmony, Wu-Tang Clan, Notorious B.I.G., and Bad Boy Records. Few can deny the pedigree involved, a roster of golden era legends sharing the same stage. A ceremony ultimately captured many iconic moments and should be enjoyed by anyone curious in building a deeper understanding of the culture's roots. The winners of the award that evening were Solo Artist of the Year, Snoop Dogg, Group Artist of the Year, Wu-Tang Clan, Solo New Artist of the Year, B.I.G., Group New Artist of the Year, Outcast single of the year, Flavor in the Ear by Craig Mack. Album of the year, Ready to Die by Big. Lyricist of the year, Big. Producer of the year, Dr. Dre. R&B artist of the year, Mary J. Blige. Reggae hip hop artist of the year, Mad Lion. Video of the year, Murder Was the Case by Snoop. Live performer of the year, Big. Soundtrack of the year, Above the Rim. Best acting performance, Ice Cube in Higher Learning. Lifetime Achievement Award went to EZE e and Pioneer Award to Run DMC. In early 2015, Puff, Snoop, Dre, Lil' Kim, Jermaine Dupree, and others performed at Madison Square Garden as a symbol of peace. In late 2016, Puffy spoke about the night of August 3, 1995. He told NORE and DJ Effin on Drink Champs,
2: um, I really couldn't believe it because homeboy me and him were, were, were f- friends. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He would wow. pick me up from the airport. Wow. You know. I've never and, heard this before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we gotta break some news here. So it kind of had me taken back because, I, you know, I spoke to them as they were there. That, you, you know, I really had thought we were, were, were cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cool acquaintances. You know what I'm saying? Just being respectful from people right. coming into other cities and stuff. Yeah. And so when he had said, I was like, whoa, are they crazy? I was like, wow. And I was I was like, you know, I could blow this thing up right now. You know, I, I decided, I, I just felt it was really dangerous. You know what I'm saying? The way, because the crowd. So then, you know, we went to the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and and, and, and you know, Homeboy was in the tunnel. You know, and we go and have a conversation. This is the time where we run the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Right. The whole bar is mine. Right. Let's not get it twisted. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm ordering garbage buckets of champagne. People are ordering, like, like little things, garbage buckets. Right. And so then when I had that, I, I ran up and I asked him. And he said, Nah talking about Jermaine Dupri. At that point I was scared because I know that the wolves that was with me, Mm. it was like real live wolves and Mm. yeah, I got in, I didn't didn't get in to hurt anybody. I just wanted to be, you know, I'm from Harlem. I don't want Mm. no, no, no violence. I don't want none of no danger none of that shit i'm trying so it was you know that's that's the way that story goes from from that night
0: as a guest on quest love supreme in january 2019 dj quick tells quest fonte and the rest of the show about that night quest was in attendance with the roots fearful of violence he left the 95 source awards following snoop dogg's address to the audience members dj quick goes on to tell quest love and co you know are really happened?
1: yeah that night when the feud started when Shug got up there and said what he said Right. And we he, that was a wild pitch for us. We didn't know what was going to happen. We just wanted to represent L.A. We was in Madison Square Garden. That was my first time there. So we was, like, in awe. Like, you know, we fans, too. Right. You know, we know hip-hop started in New York. We know exactly what it is. We just felt like finally we got some money and we furthering hip-hop. Like, you know what I mean? And we love y'all niggas. Like, I want to work with Rockham. I want to work with Poor Righteous Teachers. Poor Righteous Teachers. Especially. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to work with them niggas. Like, you know right. what I mean? It's like, so after that, when, when Shug got up there and threw that wild pitch we felt the heat from the audience behind us so me and Nate dog were sitting next to each other we stood up and just stood back to back like and Nate dog said quick if you don't let nobody hit me in the back of my head i'm gonna let nobody hit you in the back of your head i'm like bro you ain't got to say nothing else it was like everybody could have just got killed that night that's what it felt like it just felt like red light on everybody so what we did was suge had um i think he had the the park Park we were there and um suge had mia come over um Diddy's baby mama. People don't know this. This is only on your show, Quest. Yeah. And I'm going, shit, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck? Like, that's Diddy's baby mama. And she was just like, you know, hanging out, like whatever, you know? And I I was like, Mary J. Blige popped up. I, I, I didn't get it. It just got weird to me. Did she calm it down? Did it, maybe she was just there to calm it you down. Know, I after.
0: hope. August 3rd, 1995, saw the escalation of the East Coast, West Coast beef and the rise of the prominent Southern group, outcasts, and Atlanta as a whole. Moments that have continued to last in the culture still in 2020. Finally, in 2016, we started to see the artists lifting the heaviest burden that night speak about what happened. The 95 source words have proved to last the test of time, both on video and in lore. With rappers now in podcast space, we are more and more likely to hear these stories from the early 90s. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hip Hop History. Please subscribe on whatever streaming service you are using. Also, if you could, leave a review if possible. Thank you.